Hello and welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyon. We're glad you joined us today and we sincerely hope that you're blessed with today's message. Good to be here. I want to talk to you this morning about God's promises, about His faithfulness to you. Look at your neighbor and tell him, God has been faithful. Has He really been faithful? I don't think they heard me over here. Let me check with this. Has God really been faithful? Yes. yes, that's better. Now let me go back over here. Has God been faithful to you? Oh, yes. That's better. Amen. Because He really is. His word is true. It doesn't ever change. His yea is a yea, and His nay is a nay, right? It's a yes and a no, and uh, He never changes. Unlike us as, as people... Uh, how many grew up as children and your parents would often tell you, yes, I promise we'll go to Disneyland, or I promise to take you here, or I promise I'll get you that. Ever been there? Right? We've all had disappointment like that. Maybe I just reminded you of a promise that you said to your child or to somebody. Maybe a coworker you said and gave them a promise, and, and then later you realized, oh, man, I didn't follow through on that. I, I forgot, or maybe you did it intentionally. You didn't want to follow through with that promise. But my point is, we all fall short sometimes, all of us as human beings. Why? Because we're imperfect. But we serve a mighty God, a perfect God, who is always faithful. Can I get an amen? amen. He is so faithful. And let me, let me read a scripture to you. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures here. But uh, in, in Deuteronomy chapter 5, and verse 33, it says the following. It says, Walk in obedience to all that the Lord your God has commanded you. And, and so that's, that's the promise. And this is what you receive. This is what you get. So that you may live and prosper and prolong your day. Now, I don't know about you, but I want to live and I want to prosper and I want to prolong my day. Amen. And how do we get that? Walk in obedience to what the Lord has given you, what he's commanded you. Amen. There's, a, there's another, there's an expression here. Uh, there's a famous man, he, uh, earlier in the, at the turn of the century, and probably about 50, no, much longer than that, 70, 80 years ago, this man named A.W. Tozer wrote the following. He said this, God never hurries. There are no deadlines against which he must work. So, Sometimes we set up deadlines in our own thinking. You know, I, oh, I promised him this. I got to get this to him and, and that. And sometimes we fail. We fall short. And with God, though, if he's promised you something, he's not going to ever fail you. Now, it may not happen in your time frame. It may not happen today. It may not happen tomorrow. But believe me, it's going to happen. You know, we have a scripture here. And I want uh, Raquel to put it back up on the on the screen, Mark uh, chapter 9. And shortly after we had come here as a church, uh, Anna and my family, we came here in September of 2013. Man, that seems like such a long time ago. But we came here, and shortly after that, the Lord gave me that scripture. Why? The, the Lord was reminding us, or reminding me, and he planted a seed in us that he's going to give us a building. We're going to have a building, meaning where we don't have to set up, we don't have to tear down where we can come together and we can worship as a family. How many are still believing that? Amen. Amen? I'm believing that still. Amen. Mark 9, 23. Say that with me. 
All things are possible to him who believes. Now, that's what I'm believing for of, of many things. Some of you here today, I'm sure, I'm positive, are believing for other things. You have that list. You have that thought. I'm believing for this, whatever that may be. Mark 9.23, all things are possible to him who believes. Now again, is it lining up with God's word? You've got to make sure you always go back to the word of God. Uh, as I pointed out a couple of weeks ago, or three or four weeks ago, you can't be a 50-year-old guy and desiring that 20-year-old hot chick, you know, and you're married. That's just because you want that and desire that doesn't mean God wants that for you. Amen? Amen. So it has to line up with God's word. I just say that because, you know, guys, we, we have a midlife crisis and you women are saying, yeah, I've seen that. And, and, and I see guys that do that. It's like, oh my goodness, what are you thinking? But I regress. Let's get back to the point here. If you have your Bibles or your electronic devices this morning, I want you to turn in your Old Testament to Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter 3. So go to the book of Psalms, go to the book of Proverbs, right after Proverbs, and then you'll find Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1. Will you stand with me this morning? How many like to honor the Word of God? Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. We all do here, so we're going to stand in honor of the word. I'm just going to read one verse. Chapter 3 and verse 1. It says the following, and I'm reading it out of the New American Standard Bible version. It says this, There is an appointed time for everything. Let me repeat that again. There is an appointed time for everything, and there is a time for every event under heaven. Let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, God Almighty, just I pray this morning that you would give me your spirit, your uh, boldness, Lord, to declare your word in all its truth and all its spirit, Lord. And Lord, I pray for every hearer, every listener, that they would receive with an open heart this morning. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor again and tell him, God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. You may be seated this morning. God is faithful. But guess what? While God makes promises and He is faithful, we as human beings hate this one word when it comes to promises, when it comes to things that we know we're praying for. It's this one word. It's called wait. We don't like that word. We don't like the word wait. It's a four-letter word. Who likes four-letter words? Wait. Nobody likes to wait. And right now, as I said that, you're thinking in your minds right now, yeah, that time you had to wait for this, for that, for when you met your wife, possibly your husband, when you got that job, when uh, you were waiting for a job offer, when you were waiting to hear news about, you had to wait. And it's during that process, none of us like to be in that process. But you understand that the Lord allows us to wait because he's building something in us, right? He's building us up preparing us for that position, for that place. I remember when we first came here, uh, another thought that God gave me was, I prepared a place for you. And uh, this was way before we even thought of coming here. I'm trying to figure out what that was. I didn't know what that was, but I clearly remember that that, uh, phrase, 
I have prepared a place for you. And I knew it was here after we came here. I realized it was here. And so, again, the waiting part of it, I, I didn't know what that was. And none of us like to wait. Look at your neighbor tell them, I don't like waiting. Nobody likes to wait. See, even if you decide to make a decision today or praying to God for something, I, I can assure you something or this, that there will be a delay. God will make you wait because he has his timetable. There is an appointed time for that to occur. There is an appointed time for that to happen. Amen? Mark 9.23, again, that scripture. All things are possible to him who believes. Just because you've been waiting and it hasn't happened doesn't mean it's not going to occur. If you're praying for a child, it's going to happen. If you're praying for a raise, it's going to happen. If you're praying for a home, it's going to happen. What is it that you're praying for? It's going to happen. Do you believe today? Amen. There is an appointed time. See, when, when delay happens, when, when you begin to wait, the natural response that we have to the Lord is, when, Lord? When? Are you ever going to answer my prayer? Lord, did you even hear my prayer? You, can, you start going backwards then. Rather than moving forward and continuing to fight and continuing to press in, you go backwards and you begin to say, Lord, did you even hear my prayer? Lord, do you even know I exist? You know, you can begin to ask yourself those questions. <coughs> and the Lord heard your prayer. What he's wanting you to do is to continue to seek him. Continue to ask that. He heard you the first time. Uh, there, I have no doubt he heard you the first time. But he wants to build your faith up. He wants to show you that, are you trusting in him? Or are you trusting in your own abilities to make it happen? See, there's a huge difference between allowing God to follow through on his promises or you making it happen. How many have ever tried to make it happen on their own? All of us have. Look at your neighbor and tell them, I've tried to make it happen. It's no fun when you try to make it happen because we usually make a mess out of things. We usually start off with good intentions, but we make a mess out of it. And then we look back and say, oh, man, I never should have done that. I never should have walked down that road. When I, if I would have just stuck to what I know to be right, I wouldn't be in the mess I'm in now. Right? And we've all been there. So we all have to wait. We even heard just in that little testimony this morning from Brenda, Alana had to wait in Alaska at the DMV office. How many people are up there? Apparently a lot of people. She had to wait. I'm sure she didn't enjoy any of that. <clears throat> Sister Mike here, she didn't like waiting. She's going through all this struggle, surgeries and recovery. And there's a waiting process in that. There's healing that takes place. That's the other thing that the Lord may be working on you. Is he working and healing your heart today? Is he working and healing your spirit today? And, and he can't give you and can't take you to that appointed time until you're truly healed inside. Could that be the reason why he says, wait, yes. alto. In Spanish, you come to a stop sign, it says alto. <laughs> stop. So again, um, I remember as a kid, uh, my mom used to make homemade flour tortillas every single day of her life. Every single day. We'd walk in and there's the wonderful smell of fresh homemade flour tortillas. And as little kids, 
she would put them in this basket and little towel, keep them nice and warm. And I'd stick my hand and she'd slap my hand. Get your hand out of there. I just want one. But, but I'd, I'd managed to get one and I, I, I'd put some butter on there, roll some butter. On, and if we didn't have no butter, I'd sprinkle just some salt and roll that up. Oh, how many know what I'm talking about? Oh, man, it's good stuff right there, right? But I didn't want to wait for those tortillas. When we're kids, Christmas time, that's obviously the, the, the great analogy there. It's Christmas on, on December 25th. You open up your presents on December 25th. But as a child, you want to open up the moment you see them under that tree, right? Mom, can I just open up one? Can I just open? Can I, I just one? Can I take a peek at it? No, you got to wait. And we know that by waiting, there's something good that's going to happen when you wait. There's something good that's about to happen when you wait. Amen? There's something good about waiting. See, God's timing is perfect. God's timing is perfect. And one of the things that I often wonder, you know, I I met Anna when I was 33 years old. I was an old man, right? If you're a young person, 33 is old, right? But I often think, man, I wish I would have met her when I was younger. But you know what? That wasn't the appointed time. If Anna had met me when I was a few years younger, she wouldn't have wanted to have anything to do with me. But it was the appointed time when we met. And God's timing is always perfect. Everybody say that with me. God's timing is always perfect. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Amen. You know, I, I, I wish that I could have met Anna sooner. And I think, man, how, how much more could our life have been blessed and this and that. But, you know, that's my thinking. God has the perfect plan for you and I. Amen. He has the perfect plan for you and I today. But unfortunately, we all have to go through these waiting periods. We all have to wait. Even Jesus waited for 30 years before he started his public ministry. The only time we hear of Jesus mentioned in the Bible, other than his birth, was the next is when he was 12 years of age and, and uh, they, his parents lost him. They lost him. Because they, they, they traveled in the caravans at that time, groups of family members and so forth. And they're going, they're going from one destination to the next, and they're going, where's Jesus? Where's Jesus? I don't see him. Can you imagine this? Now they had to pray and say, um, Lord, we just lost your son. Can you imagine how that went over? That's no fun. But, but again, they... they, they they were praying for Jesus and they, eventually they found him and they found him in the synagogue preaching and teaching the word of God. Amen. But again, there the point was that Jesus didn't begin his ministry till he was 30 years of age. The Bible only mentions his birth, that story right there. And all of a sudden, the next story you hear is he's getting baptized by John the Baptist and he begins his ministry. So he waited 30 years. Here's the other thing I want to point out to you and it's on your outline. When we hear the word wait... It doesn't mean no. It doesn't mean no. Sometimes we hear that word wait and we can't wait. We, 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 t- we interpret that as, oh, I guess no. I guess I'll never have that. I guess I can never have that. Everybody else can have that, but I can't. No. God said wait. Amen? And, and just remember this. If you're waiting, it's not a denial from God. God isn't saying you can't ever have that. See, just as children have to learn to wait, 
when we say no, not yet, when we say wait a little bit, wait until I finish all the tortillas, then you can have one, we got to wait. Amen? He's not saying you can't have any. He's just saying not yet. Not yet. If you're at a point in your life where you're waiting on God to do something in your life, all he's saying is just wait. Just wait. There's a specific appointed time. Amen? So waiting is probably the hardest thing for most of us as believers. In fact, here's some of the things that we probably hate to do because all of us have shared some of this. Uh, Maybe some of you may be waiting for school to be over. Waiting for school to be over. Maybe that's a parent waiting for school to be over. Maybe some of you are waiting to graduate. Maybe you could be waiting for your first job offer. Maybe you're waiting for that raise that you deserve that everybody else got but you didn't get. Maybe you're waiting for your loved ones to come to Christ, for that one that's never heard the gospel, and you're waiting for them to come to Christ. Maybe you're waiting to meet the right man, the right woman. God has the appointed person for you. Amen? Maybe you're waiting to find out what God wants you to do in your life. Maybe you're 30 years old, you still don't know what your purpose in life is. Maybe you're 40, maybe you're 50. See, God's never done with you. He still has a purpose for each of you. And maybe you're waiting on that. Maybe you're waiting just for your prayers to be answered. Maybe you've been praying that same prayer over and over. Don't stop. You know that old song by is it Journey? Don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep seeking Him. There's so many things we are, we are all waiting for. We're waiting for a complete healing from Mike. We're waiting for for your prayers to be answered. We're waiting for a building, and I believe that's going to happen. It may happen this year. Amen? Amen. 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 Now, I've shared the story here many, many times of how we, uh, when we purchased our home, uh, the one we currently live in, and um, back in 2012, for those of you that haven't heard it, I'll share it again, but back in 2012, my family and I sat down at the kitchen table of our 835-square-foot home. I'll repeat that again. Excuse me, it wasn't 835. It was 853 square feet, much larger. So it was a 853-square-foot home, sat at the kitchen table, all four of us and our dog, Max, and we wrote down a list, a list of things. Oh, and there's that list we wrote down five years ago, right here. I got this list. It's called the Mendez Home at the top. And we wrote down specifically what we wanted to see in a home for ministry. See, the reason we wanted a home, I didn't want just a home just to live in. I wanted a home that we could have ministry in. You've all been to my house. 99% of you here have been to my house, and you've had meals with us. We've had ministry together. We've had Bible studies together, potlucks together, and we've all had a great time. Amen? Amen. That's why I prayed for the house, but I, let me just point out some of the things I wanted. We wrote down, as a family, we wrote this down. We wanted a safe neighborhood. You've been to my house. We live in a quiet, safe neighborhood. Quiet residential neighborhood. We wanted four bedrooms. We wanted two baths. We wanted an updated, spacious kitchen. We wanted a big backyard for Max. We wanted an RV access to park the church trailer. I wanted a fireplace, because I love fireplaces. Never mind, I won't go there. Wanted close to a parking parking or a park for walking max. And guess what? God gave us every single one of those items. Amen. Can I get a louder amen that? Amen. 
Now, did that happen right away? No. We prayed that. We wrote that list in 2012, right, Raquel? 2012. And it wasn't until 2015, July, that we walked in to that house with the keys. Amen. But before that, there were auctions. We bid on houses that were auctioned off in American Canyon, Vallejo. Didn't get them. We put bids on houses. Didn't get them. Why? Because there's an appointed time. There's an exact house, an exact place that the Lord wants us to be in. Amen. Amen. God is faithful. God is, his promises are true. See, I, I had no doubt this was going to happen. And guess what I've done with our church? I have one that says Foothill Christian American Canyon. And we've written on there everything we want in a church building. And we've been praying for that. So I have no doubt it's going to happen. It's only a matter of his timing, not mine. And so, again, what are you praying for? What are the promises that God has given you. Hold on to them. Don't lose faith in them. Amen? Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap because he's faithful. Amen? He's faithful. Here's what I want you to remember, though. Resist the urge to complain because he hasn't answered that, that promise, that, that prayer, and fill it with praise. Dan, Dan hit the nail on the head when he said, when you begin to praise, there's something, there's a dynamic that happens. When you begin to praise in the middle of your trial, in the middle of a surgery and you're recovering, begin to praise him. Begin to just tell him how much he means to you. Begin to tell him how faithful he's been to you, what he's done for your life. Look back and reflect. What is he, where has he brought you from? Where are you at now? What are the blessings he's given you? Amen? Yeah. Don't complain. God doesn't have time for complainers. No? Re, re, realize, and this is what I was talking about last week, that our detours are ultimately our destination. God puts you on a detour sometimes in your life, which is what we spoke, spoke about last week, to take you to your destiny. Amen? So, so sometimes that waiting process is part of our destiny. It's part of it. He's building up that character in you. Amen? Now, here's what I want to talk to you about this morning. What do we gain by waiting? Well, what's the point? You know, uh, I, I'm not going to mention the name of the person, but somebody, somebody has asked me, well, how come, how come the Lord, why doesn't he just take us straight to heaven? You know, why do we have to go through this thing called life? Why can't we just go from here to there like, like that? And, you know, while you look at it, it's kind of the same way I used to think when I remember seeing my dad drive a stick shift. I was just a little kid. I didn't know anything about stick shift. And I remember him driving a stick shift. It was a 65 Chevy Corvair. Remember that, Ruben? 65 Chevy Corvair. And I, I was a little kid thinking I didn't know anything about transmissions. And, and he's going from first to second, then third, then fourth. And then I asked him, why, why don't you just go to fourth? Because <laughs> that's where you want to go, right? I'm a guy, right? We just think of getting from point A to point B. What's the quickest way, right? And I didn't realize it doesn't work that way. There's a process. And, and just like this person asked me, why can't we just go from here to there? But there's a process. God's working in your life. He's building you up. He's building faith up in you. Did you know that you're an answer to prayer to somebody? That you're a testimony to somebody? That what life's taking you through, you're a testimony to somebody here today or somebody outside of this room. 
That's why we go through life, this process of life. And if you're fortunate enough, you get to hang around for about 83.9 years or whatever it is. And, and, but that's not the whole point of life. The whole point of life is over there, right? Yeah. But what are you doing down here? Are you, are you influencing others around you? See, God wants to use you to influence other people. You're a walking testimony, every one of you that know Christ. People are looking at you. Man, that Wayne's amazing. He's always giving. I guarantee you they're going to go on a trip. He's going to give somebody and amaze somebody on that. I just know it because that's who he is. He probably already has a plan of how he can bless somebody on that trip. I just know him. And, uh, and I have no doubt. And when he comes back, he'll probably share that. I'll probably ask him, what did you do, Wayne? Amen. Amen. Let me share a scripture with you that's not on your outline. Philippians 4.19. It says this in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. My God will meet all your needs. What are those needs you have today? What are those prayers that you've been offering up to God and seemingly he's telling you or not saying anything? And you're, you're going... Where, where, where are you, Lord? I, I haven't heard or had an answer to that prayer request. God promises you he will meet all your needs according to his riches and glory. Amen? He's gonna, if, his, if his word declares it, that he's going to do it, he's going to do it at his appointed time. Everybody say that again with me. His appointed time. Now, what do we gain by waiting? Number one, we gain patience. It's a word I hate. I don't like patience, just like I don't like wait. Wait creates patience. How many like patience, right? You, you, we need patience, but, you know, at the thought of it, you know, I've often been asked by people, well, how can I improve my attitude on waiting? Well, ask God for more patience, but that's a two-way street. If you ask God for more patience, he's going to put you through trials and things that you have to endure, and you have to have patience to go through. Sometimes we get stretched to that Point where we're just like, oh, God, help me. I don't know what to do. And I heard a funny story. I'll just share it. Yesterday at the seminar, there was the speaker, and he was saying, um, you know, treat our, how, what does God say to how to treat our enemies? How do, how do we treat our enemies? Love them. We love them. We show love to them. Right? And he's going on in his sermon, and, and then, he, then he talked about the, the highway traffic out here, how he was traveling 280 freeway. And it's, it's always a mess out here in the Bay Area. Anybody that travels, commutes, knows that. And that they're all stuck in traffic one day, commute hour. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, on the left shoulder of the highway, comes this Maserati just screaming down. And now he's trying to get in front of this guy who's his pastor. And he's starting to boil. He's like, who does this guy think he is? And he pulls up in a Maserati, right? He's, he's special, right? And so he's saying, Lord... Help me right here. And so, of course, he quoted scripture. He said, get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> and he didn't let him get in, right? I just thought that was hilarious. I just wanted to share that. But we all have to have patience. We all have to wait commuting. We have to wait for that right person. We, there's many occasions where, where we're waiting. We're waiting on the Lord. He's creating and doing something in us. Amen? You know, hopefully... I always tell my children this, you're not the same person that you were the year before, that you've grown, that you've matured. And that's the same for each of us as adults. We need to mature. We need to grow in the Lord. Amen? Amen. Romans 8.28 tells us, and we know that God causes all things, everybody say all things, all things. 
to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. See, we learn that God's timing is perfect. God's timing is always perfect. And then secondly, what do we gain by waiting? There's a purpose. We, we, we realize that there's a purpose behind this waiting. One of the facts we have to learn is this, that God's delay never destroys His purpose. Just because God said wait doesn't mean that the purpose is done with. Jeremiah 29, 11, we know it well, says the following, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, to give you a, to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Every one of, of you here today can lay claim to that promise. That's from your Heavenly Father to you. Amen? <coughs> it's for purpose. And then our third one, why do we wait? What do we gain by waiting? We can gain peace. You have two choices when you're waiting. You can either fret, stew, start pacing, start wondering, how am I going to get from point A to point B faster? Well, you're only going to get there if you fly, and you're not in an airplane, so you quit worrying right there. Or you can just say, Lord, I praise you in this moment. I thank you that, that I have a car right now to be able to drive in the middle of this commute, that I have air conditioning, even though it's 95 degrees outside, I'm nice and cool in here. Thank you, Lord, for that. And what, what a difference when you begin to change that dynamic, how, how it changes your mind. Because the Lord didn't leave you there to suffer. He's, he's wanting to give you peace in the middle of your situation. Amen? It says in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 7, I love this scripture. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The peace of God. See, we, we think we know peace, what peace is. But until you actually discover and experience God's peace, you have not known any kind of peace. How many know what I'm talking about this morning? You must experience God's peace. Amen? He fills us with His peace. And all we got to do is ask for it. Lord, fill me with your peace today. Amen. And then, one, another thing we gain by waiting is strength. How many need strength? I know I need strength. I know each of you need strength as well. Isaiah 40 and 31, one of my favorite scriptures in the entire Bible, in the Old Testament, declares this, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And then it goes on to say, teach me, Lord, teach me, Lord, to, to wait. Amen. And that's, a, that's where we're all at. Lord, teach me to wait. Even as adults, we're still getting our hand slapped from grabbing a tortilla. God's still slapping that hand. He's still slapping my hand. I said, wait. Wait, Pastor Rick, wait. But Lord, I want a house. No, I'm tired of this 853 square foot home. I can't stand the dog. I'm bumping into the house, into the, into the dog, into my daughters, into my wife. I want my own space. But I had to wait. And the Lord gave us that. For four years, or three years, we waited. What are you waiting for today? What are you waiting for? Do you have patience? Do you realize the purpose do you have peace? Is God giving you strength through that process? Because it's all there for you. It's all there for you, waiting for you. There's nothing you have to do other than to receive it. Just receive it. Amen? Amen. 
Again, Ecclesiastes 3.1, as I close this morning, there is an appointed time for everything. And there is a time for every event under heaven. What are you waiting for today? What are you waiting for? See, God is never in a hurry. He's never late. How many people here are those type A personalities? You just want, you're about business, you want things done, right? You don't have to raise your hand, but I know who you are anyways. But you hate to wait. You hate when it's just still. It's hard for you to, when you hear scriptures like, wait on the Lord, be still. That's hard for a type A personality. It's hard to, to find yourself in that place of waiting because you, there's things to get done, places to go, people to see. But do you understand that God wants you to wait? He's never in a hurry. He has an appointed and specific time for each of you, for whatever it is that you're requesting of him. Amen? And he's never late. And he's never behind schedule. He's just in time. Just in time. He's always on time. Uh, I love um, when you go to a baseball game, afternoon game. You know I'm a baseball fan. All games start at the same time, 1.05 p.m. And they, I mean, you look at the clock. When it's 1.04, they're getting ready. At 1.05, the umpire is saying, play ball. I mean, they're right on the dot. They're always on time. Life isn't always that way, right? There's a BART schedule. It's not always on time, right? Damien's shaking his head. Oh, no, he works for BART. There's a bus schedule. If anybody takes a bus, it's not always on time. But God is always on time. God will always be faithful to you. Just keep believing, keep trusting, keep asking Him. Keep sharing that with others. How do you remain strong in your faith? Share that with others. Hey, brother, you know what I'm believing? This is what I'm believing. This is what I'm praying for. Share that with others. Let God build that faith up, not only in you, but in others around you. I shared that story. I would show that list to people that walk into our house. You see our list that we made for a house? This is our list. I have the, the one for the church. I have it hanging on a refrigerator. If you come to our house, you'll see it. I share it to, and show it to people. And it's there. I'm not afraid of it because I'm, I'm showing them what God's going to answer, how God's going to answer. I'm not God. I'm just saying, Lord, this is my request. This is what, I, what I'd like to see. And I know that when I align my request with his word, it's going to happen. It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. How many believe that this morning? Yeah. Amen. God is never in a hurry. He's never late. So if you're finding again yourself in a place where you've been waiting, I want to encourage you this morning. Let's keep waiting. Let's keep being faithful to him because he is forever faithful. He is forever faithful to each of us.